This podcast is brought to you by Fairy Tales Dog Rescue, a nonprofit in San Francisco serving our dogs. And I am Tiffany. And I'm Louise. And we're ready to rock and roll with our talk of dogs. F-A-I-R-Y-T-A-I-L-S Welcome to Fairytales Podcast. Tiffany. Louise. Welcome to the future, where the last rescue dog has just been adopted out. After decades of mass euthanasia in shelters all across the world, we have finally reached a time where all dog shelters have gone as extinct as children's orphanages. Breeding laws are in place and no more dogs are bred over demand for the single purpose of making profit. Applause, applause, applause. These days, dogs have rights and puppy mills are tales of horror that would tell children on Halloween. Oh, the joys of Buddy, Luna, Buster, Molly, Lucky and Daisy and all the other rescue mutts are now a matter of fact. And here with me today, I have Tiffany, who got to be the one to adopt out the very last rescue dog of modern times. Tell us, Tiffany, how does it feel? Well, this is a day to remember. I am, I never thought this day would come. I am like, this is a dream come true. And this is the very last dog to be homeless in a shelter or not in a home ever. I mean, this is insane. We were actually did it. We actually, a society where dogs are very special and in a home everywhere. Oh my God. I cannot believe it. I'm so happy. The year is 2097 and we have reached a landmark in history of dog rescue. Dog rescue is over. It's so old. It is so old school. It's like the antiquated way of thinking. This is the this is the future. This is the this is the now and we can we look back now and think of horror of what we used to do. It is Hang on, Journey's trying to eat food off the table. Okay. Journey? No. Cuz it's chocolate and you know it's chocolate is dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Move them away. Okay, hold on. Oh shit. I wanted us to really envision, you know, what we're working for, because this could really happen. I I really thought about the orphanage, because I just read a book, Tiffany. It's an autobiography by this woman who went through hell at an orphanage when she was a child. Um, and not only because she was homeless and he didn't have her parents take care of her and like the natural distress of b- being in an orphanage, but also because it was run by nuns who tortured oh the children God. and like sexually <gasps> abused them. And it was just, you know, really like the orphanage it's from awful. hell. And that's also the title. Like, let me get it. For it's you. called. Hang on. Journey. No, leave it. It's called The Orphanage from Hell by 
Marie Hargreaves. And, you know, so I was, as I was reading about it, I thought about dog shelters. Because as bad as it was at this orphanage, it's like I still thought it was worse at dog shelters. And I say this with a lot of love because we have our partners at the dog shelters who work really hard to take care of the dogs there. And they do it with love. And it's hard to say how these things can coexist, that people are there taking love and care of the dogs. But still, this is a really horrible place for dogs. Um, so, so I thought about timelines and how we evolve in different stages. And I'm wondering if there are certain pattern of phases that we all tend to go through in order to develop. And that got me thinking about the children's rights and how we care for them and the techniques of parenting. And it's like this is a hot topics, right? And how this also coincides with dogs rights and how we treat dogs and techniques of dog training and maybe these journeys are going on the same paths through the same stages uh, only dogs are behind children's development because orphanages are no longer a thing so one day dog shelters will no longer be a thing i hope so i think it will i just don't know i i mean it's hard to imagine it really is. It's hard to imagine when you're in the darkest moments, just like at those times when they were in orphanages. They, it's probably hard for them to imagine, you know, a better life. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, I really hope so. And I, when you, when you were doing the announcement, it felt so good and made me really happy. Um, so it's, it's like humanity can go many different ways, you know, and I think there's a lot going on in the world right now, and and, and the what the most vulnerable are going to suffer the most. And I don't mean to be like the Debbie Downer of the podcast, but um, I do I do feel those feelings, and so I just wanted to share. Yeah, I was going to say. So, do you not really believe in what we're working towards, Tiffany? That we're actually going to succeed one day in making all homeless dogs go extinct? Um, I feel so. Um, the, the the feeling of like I want it all to be like that 100% like what you described the future would be and I feel like I can only make a, a very small dent um, and I'm glad to make that dent and make a difference in, in one way or f- some some way in one way or form um, but it's such a I, I see such a big I see a lot of help, need and a lot of need out there and a lot of mindset Yeah, shift. well, and stop that. It's a pretty simple question. Yes or no, do you believe in... No, it's not a simple question because, yes, I believe in what we're doing. I feel the weight of the world sometimes. Like, I can actually change the whole world. That part of me is overwhelming because I feel frustrated because I can only do my part, and that's what we're doing. You know, it's like... It's, it's hard. That's the hard part about this. Sometimes I get really overwhelmed by the, the, the need because I get, you know, a list of dogs sent to me every day from the shelter. And that's just one shelter. And they're all screaming that they're, they have no space and they're overflowed and that they have. So the euthanization is going to happen quicker. And it's hard. 
Yeah, it's worse than it has been in a while, and it keeps getting worse and worse. The situation in the shelters, the amount of dogs in the shelters, and the amount of dogs that are being euthanized, it's really a deteriorating situation. And uh, when I was thinking about timelines and how maybe the developments of children's rights and dogs' rights might like develop the same ways, I was also thinking about homeless people and how their timeline of you know uh, increasing, decreasing, and having rights and social welfare, and how that might go hand in hand with the dogs, homeless dogs development of getting care and help and if they're, they're becoming less or more and um, actually coincided me thinking about this with the, the fact that the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development as it's so-called anyway this department released its annual homeless assessment report saying that homelessness has indeed increased in America. And right now, dog homelessness has also increased in America. So that is going a little hand in hand with the timelines. So when you say timelines, you're like, we're at a peak. But it's, you think it, think the next timeline is going to be even better? Uh, I mean, it's not a, a matter of a different timeline. Of course, it's, you know, I know what you mean, but it's a matter of like different stops on the timeline, like different markers. And right now we're on a marker where it's like a high. And, uh, you know, uh, one conclusion then that I would like to make from this is that it's all shit right now. Everything is shit. Everything in the world is getting worse. Like homelessness, the economy, the environment. So it would be strange if the homeless dog situation didn't reflect that, mm-hmm. right? So, so dogs are a part of the society as a whole, and they're very much affected by what happens in our economy. And um, I mean, if there's one thing you can count on is that inflation is going to go up and down. And if dog rescue is so closely tied to economy, then we know that we just kind of have to ride it out. As hard as that sound, because we know dogs have to die while we're riding it out and they have to suffer. But what I'm saying is it's going to turn around. I, and that's, I, that's what I love um, about you, Louise, is that you do, you, you see things from all perspectives, but you always end up with a real positive outlook and I always trust, um, I, I trust that because it gives me hope and not be in that space. And I do too, um, to, I have like a, I do have a hope, but I think that you help to keep that alive. So thank you for that. It is hard to imagine a future where, there are no more rescue dogs and we, we actually would have laws and, uh, you know, people that are supervising that the laws are followed and, you know, put in place and there are penalties and, you know, that people take these laws seriously, that breeders would have some sort of like license to, to breed and that you could only breed a dog so many times and this would be calculated by some department of government, how many dogs should be bred every year according to demand, uh, all that. And if we could just have it organized and we wouldn't even have dog shelters. We wouldn't like spend the money that we're spending on 
like having staff at dog shelters and euthanasia medicine and all the veterinary costs that are also done at shelters like neutering and spaying and all the dental costs of the dogs coming in you know and it's like all dogs in america would have a microchip like imagine that like every dog would have a microchip so you could trace every dog back to each breeder so if a dog got lost and the person was like no we don't want that dog back you can go back to the breeder and be like hey what went wrong here when 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 you like sold this dog to this person like you know somebody's going to be held responsible for that it's like all these things just Mm -hmm. like click 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 working I yeah I mean it's just kind of when you you think about it it's like what we waste just taking living the status quo of just having these you know loose laws and having the ability letting people have the ability to make money on breeding yet we're spending all this money government money your taxpayers money to euthanasia spay and neuter all the medical costs all the shelter just like that louise was saying your tax paying money is going to that and the, the good news is you know that tax is going giving shelter to the dogs but that is not if you can prevent this from happening from the first place like why should we do something that's just taking it all in instead of preventing it and I, you know one thing you did say that this was year 2097 i think you said right <laughs> i just pulled something out of the hat but i figured about 70 years from now i that i and then i, so I thought about it and i'm like you know i i think it would take that long and that is would so it would be like so civilized and futuristic and really fucking modern and cool and but you know humans were like actually kind and loving and caring and did the right thing i mean what a beautiful story that would be it would take at least 70 years yeah for sure actually i didn't just pull that out of my hat i was um uh, researching children's rights and uh, parenting techniques and how that developed, um, you know, as I was thinking about the timelines. And so how, how did it happen for kids, you know? And I was, was thinking maybe it can happen the same way for dogs. And uh, it started a lot in France particularly and then spread throughout Europe. And uh, children's rights uh, started to come out more and more in the 1950s. But it started already in the late 19th century. And it has gone on and on and on and on since then. Hang on. The oven is beeping. I have an apple pie for all the dogs and humans baking. Hang on. I got to go get it. And that is Louise's special Swedish apple pie, which is the best apple pie I've ever had. Way better than the traditional American pie. I kid you not. It's so good. So I'm going to chow down i find that there are a few uh things that are as provocative uh, to say as that dogs are the new kids because people love to point out to me that dogs are not children so what do you, who, who points out to you that dogs aren't children like what do you mean Oh, I mean, like, internet trolls or, like, people around me who, like, find it funny that I'm so engaged in my dogs. Uh, People that are not from San Francisco, that are not, Mm. like, in this, like, pet culture that we have here. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's... um, This is kind of something I'm... 
I mean, it's almost like you're being called out like a cat, weird cat lady or something. Yeah. Like what and they have here. And it's something that I realize is coming from people that are not in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like people haven't caught up with us yet, I feel like. And like they're in the past, we're the future. So where would you say we are in, you know, your timeline that you described for children's welfare? Where, do you, where would you say we are as a society in that timeline compared to then? We are right in the beginning of when we started getting excited about different parenting techniques, you know, like what's the best way to to get a baby to start sleeping on their own and Mm. stop crying? You know, like, do you just uh, play it hardcore and leave them be? Let them cry themselves to sleep? Or do you go in and check on them every so-and-so minute? You know, like, we started having these, like, techniques of parenting that were discussed. and They were, like, scientifically developed. And, you know, that was in the 1950s. And so now we have all these... uh, Uh, different techniques of dog training Mm. that are being assessed and there's a lot of positive association and it's also the highly debated e-collar it's a hot topic about dog Mm. training so you can kind of make that similar so maybe we are in the 50s okay that makes sense because there's like there we have therapy dogs now and dogs are used for a lot of things um yeah, you know, first, you're right. I think that that would make sense. So we're about in the 50s. So, yeah, okay. So imagine where we'll be in 70 years from now. Mm, we would be, we'd possibly be. I see your math now. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Mm. Okay. You, you know. see, we've got a bright future ahead of us. I see it. Do you see it, Tiffany? I see it. <gasps> I see it out there. I will be watching from the skies and being like, there it is. You were right, Louise. You were right. I say, I told you so. I know. <laughs> yeah, she would too. So <gasps> I told you so. I'm strutting mm-hmm. and barking. Oh, mm. that's a dream. Mm. Speaking of strutting, I met Bella today. Okay. It's and? A- Bella is a rescue dog. We rescued around New Year's Eve. She was terrified. <gasps> Bella! Oh, Duh. yeah! Well, you know what? I think because I... Okay, I just forgot the name. I'm sorry. We've had a couple Bellas, so... It's actually the third most common dog name in America. Tell us about Bella. Yeah, so uh, we met Bella today. And by we, I mean me and Puck. Because, uh, you know, Pakadak, my little bishop, yeah. <laughs> uh, my new rescue dog that is, like, in the family of mine. Uh, he's amazing, like, when it comes yeah. to meeting dogs that are, like, socially insecure or aggressive or have any, like, sort of thing going on in their behavior. Because he's so mellow, he's not going to react uh, or anything. Like, he's great for anyone who needs to learn about to- puck is freaking awesome puck's the dog i mean like i loved him the first minute i met him he was just the happiest like hey what's up you know i hey, i'm puck you know and he'd be like at fort funston just like this white curly fluffy but stocky dog he he was awesome he's his awesome yeah he is so anyway bella is unsocialized like she yeah. doesn't know how to say hi to dogs how to be with dogs play with dogs and 
feel safe around dogs. So she uh, came to meet Puck today. Uh, and so her new parents like drove up here and they like came walking outside our house. And me and Puck came out and, you know, said hi. And we started just like walking around the block together. And uh, uh, Bella, you know, she, she did great. But she was, you know, barking and charging towards Puck a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, because she was like, oh, are you threatening me? Yeah. Like, I'll get you. Uh, and but Puck just stood there and like didn't even care. He wasn't faced. He's yeah. He's all. He's just like yeah. What's up? I'm out. You, oh, what's up? Okay, cool. Yeah, totally mellow. And Aww. you know, and then she just stood off. Like she didn't p- pursue her behavior. Oh. She was just like, oh, okay. Uh, he doesn't care. Then then let's go. You know, and we walked around the block, and a couple of times she she like launched at him and like, huh, what are yeah. you all about? What do you want? You know, and Puck was just mellow and. And then she stopped, and then she's like, okay. And then she, like, smelled him, and then he smelled her, and she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then he, like, stopped smelling her, and she's like, okay, I'm safe. You know, and it's, you know, she's just, like, having all oh, these positive experiences with another dog where she's figuring out what goes and that she's safe. And, you know, like, Puck is so great for that. And oh, Bella the, is oh, learning so, so oh fast. Oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Oh, my God. Oh, Puck is like a, he's like a therapy dog for stressed out dogs. He is. Oh. And Bella is recovering. You know, she's oh going to be what? great. She's going to come oh. out with the pack eventually. Oh my God, I can't wait. Oh, and you know what? That family is such a, they're such good people because this is obviously not an easy dog. And, you know, their heart is big. You know, people just don't give a dog a chance and, People like this are super special. Here's her picture. She texted me after the walk. Oh, my gosh. She's she's got a... Her marking on her face looks cool. It almost looks like an hourglass or something. She's white with brown spots, kind of like a cow freckled oh, dog. She's so Medium cute. sized, uh, like petite. Oh, shit. Sorry. Tiffany flipped the microphone. I know. I wanted to, I'm, my eyesight's so bad. I just wanted to get it. Oh, you know, I just wanted to get a closer look at her face because I'll never forget her facial expression in that picture at the shelter when we pulled her. And um, she was the most terrified. What? Yeah, say that again. Oh, what? okay. Hang on. on. <laughs> I. I'll never forget this dog's face in the picture because it was so, she was terrified. You just saw the terror in her face. She was so scared and she looked so sweet and so scared. And I I just, my heart, and now I'm looking at a picture of her and her face has changed. It's physically different. She, She still has a little fear in her eyes, but it's like, I want to say, 85% less. I mean... That is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, she has come a long way. And that's what I said before. She is strutting now when she's outside. I mean, still... So there was a... Uh, when we were walking, there was a lady who came towards us. And then she was like... <gasps> you know, like, tensed up and, like, uh, stood with her, like, front legs, like, uh, pushing against so that, you know, she couldn't be pulled forward. And she got scared. And at the same time, another person came with like a golden retriever on leash on the other side of the street. And she was just like, ah, 
where she was trying mm. to jump out of her harness and freaked out. Oh wow, she's she's really she was in a she was yeah. What do you think she's been through? Like in your your. It's uh, hard to guess. It's so impossible because there can be so many things. Everything from that uh, the obvious thought is that somebody hurt her, either a human being or a dog. Or, but it can just as well be the fact that she doesn't have experience of strange humans, strange dogs. So she doesn't know what to make of mm. it. And for that reason, she's afraid. So it could be trauma, yeah. no trauma, uh, you know, the trauma of no experience. It's, yeah. yeah. It sounds like she probably was living in like some garage or something, you know. I, I would say that she hasn't had a lot of experience since she is so unsocialized. Mm. Even with humans, like when when I come over, like she doesn't really, I haven't reached out to pet her really yet because I don't want to scare her. Like I'll do the touch, I'll touch her nose, I'll give her a treat, but I'm not like caressing her. How does she get along with her parents? Uh, really good. In the beginning, she didn't like the dad because mm-hmm. as a lot of rescue dogs, she... Uh, had a pro- she was really scared of the man, mm. and that says something too. Yeah, that maybe the person who were you know took care of her, or I wouldn't say took care, but was in charge of her, mm-hmm. was male, mm. uh, and that's why she associates him with that and is afraid of him. Mm. But now it's been a while, you know, and she's warmed up to him and realized he doesn't do anything bad. So you know, and he's uh, been working with the dog trainer. He's got some exercises, you know, where he's you know. Um, doing things with her so she warms up to him and it's working really well because he's a really good man you Mm, know abs obviously like that's a very good man right there exactly so it's Mm. just what she needs is a guy like that in her life i mean Mm. don't be it's a fair i know it's like a fairy tale story it's such a fairy tale story it's beautiful yeah yeah i really that just makes me like warm and fuzzy and um i'm grateful for that that couple gives me hope in humanity when i'm not feeling hope um you know those people like that really sparkle i love these stories these this is what this is what i need right now it's i've been having a really hard time um since my last foster dog it's just been it's been upsetting me and uh feeling like hopeless a little bit in the dog rescue world um and I feel guilty because you know I didn't find her home um she's in a great foster home right now besides me but you know quiet he can't help himself (laughs) that is hilarious anyway yeah so what Tiffany means is that um uh, one of our dogs was transferred to another dog rescue that had higher demand on smaller dogs. So they said, like, we'll, we'll take her. And, um, yeah, you, you're struggling with that, Tiffany. You're, you're taking it personally. Well, no, the thing is she got really attached to me. She got really attached to me. And I, I realized it's just, like, it's not healthy. Um, and, you know, I really got, a, I got attached to her. I mean, I loved her, too, but that wasn't healthy either so it's like i knew what is going on okay say it again uh, uh okay. but yeah you were saying that 
She was, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I forgot what I was saying. No, I got it. Okay, good. Oh, there she's under the table. Oh, I didn't see her. <laughs> she's, she's so dark. <laughs> okay, so you were uh, saying. So she was getting really, really attached to me. Um, she was, a, it was like she was obsessed with me. Like she would just look at me everywhere. She followed me everywhere. Had to be where I was. Um, and she was also, you know, just. She's a little bit of like a, she had lap garter, but she was a. I loved her. She was so fucking awesome. Had great personality. Big, big personality. She was like seven years old. She was kind of like a chica, you know? I mean, like she was like, she was kind of like a cool chick, but. Um, yeah, you guys really clicked. Yeah, but, you know, I got three dogs. I can't have a fourth. And um, it was the longer it would have gone, it would have been harder. And, you had yeah. her a long time. Yeah. You had her for three months, right? About that, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really hard to foster, and every now and then this dog comes along and it just, like, hits you harder than other foster dogs. Yeah, it's been, um, yeah, and, you know, I I cried a lot that day, and I still think about her, and I check in on her, and I just, I, you know, I sent an email to the rescue, and she's in a good home with somebody who specializes in fearful dogs, because she was a fearful but that also worried me, like, she's upset, you know, it's just, it's, like, they just, that connection is there, but I know I had to do the right thing, and I had to do what was right for her in the long run, and she's in a really great place, they've specialized in chihuahuas, it's in Truckee, so if you're looking for, you know, great little chihuahua, and you live in the Tahoe area, tech, check out the Chihuahua Truckee Rescue, and um, they're good people, so I'm going to be fine, she's going to be fine, it's just really hard. Yeah, so her name is Willow. Yes, her name is Willow. Yeah, and that's, you know, the, the story of rescue. It's these, uh, when it's not hard to watch them suffer, it's hard to just, you know, uh, just having the relationships and the bonds that you form and saying goodbye. It's some, some heavy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've read I've fostered a lot of dogs, and there's a couple that, you know, a lot of time I'm I'm able to really just like when I see them get into a good home, I'm just like so happy, um, and sometimes you know the longer you have them, it can be really really hard, and um, there was just not enough applications fast enough. It's unfortunate. Yeah, but would you say that? It the fact that you bonded so much with Willow, was it because you had her for so long or was it because of, you know, something else? Chemistry? It was something else. It was definitely something else because it was that I, I mean, because I kind of bonded with her quickly, <laughs> like loved her. Naturally, you're going to bond more the longer the dog stays yeah. with you. Yeah, but still... this was a special one. Yeah. Yeah, I still think about this other dog. I, I You know, there's a couple dogs I've really... I don't know, had a bond with, and I still think about and wonder how they're doing. And um, one of them, when I was working at Family Dog, and uh, I think about her, and I think it was her Ruby. Ruby, that's a good name. Tell us about Ruby. 
Oh, I don't, I don't know if I can talk about it. Well, you, you said A, you got to say B. Okay, okay. She, she came in with her, it was her and her little dog, her puppy. Oh. And there were two tiny chihuahuas living on the street. And her puppy was fucking amazing. So cute. She only had one puppy. Oh, we don't. Well, we don't. We don't. Oh, know, we know yeah. that we don't. The dogs rest of don't them, have one puppy. No, I know. I know. So what happened to the other puppies? We don't know. But we she had no one idea. puppy left. Yeah. Oh God. And she got yeah. And they were f- very like you. They they were on the streets. They were not clean. They were. But they were so. They got. They really loved me, and they knew that I. I was gonna. I was. Who are, that was a good person and <sighs> how long did you have ruby ruby i i didn't have her for very long she got adopted after two weeks oh but, wow but the um yeah so i felt a connection with her but when she got adopted i never will never forget the way she looked she was like in the back seat of the car and she was driving they were driving away and she was just looking at me in the window like I I'll never forget that face. Like, what? Where? Don't let me go. Like, you know, I was so it kind of scared me and it made me worried. Like, she gonna be okay? And I still think about her and wonder if she's was in the right home because that horrible feeling. Mm, that is difficult because yeah, they they go away and we don't know how they do and we never know. We can only hope that we didn't put them in the hands of. Mm-hmm. People who like to slaughter animals. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, no, no. It wouldn't be that bad. No, it wasn't like slaughter. It was after the lady was very nice. I don't think I would be able to survive. Like, honestly, if I ever made that mistake. Yeah, but it's, you know, that's what people uh, who work with children in social services deal with all the time. You know, they're trying to put children in nice homes and they don't know if they're going to pedophiles. Jesus. And and this is the same situation we're dealing with when we're putting dogs in homes. And of course, we have, you know, uh, an interview process that, that we go through before we put dogs either in foster homes or we adopt them out. But at the end of the day, you don't fucking know who's insane. You don't. I have a horror story that I still think about. And luckily, oh. should I share it? Of course. Okay. This happened at uh, a rescue that I worked at. Oh, um, tell us. Luckily, it, this dog didn't. This dog came in not when I was working there. Thank God, because I don't think I could, if this if I was responsible of adopting this dog out, this dog came from um, a bad place. You know, it was taken. Uh, came. I think it was this one came all the way from like Taiwan. I think it was one of the dogs like that, and um, was neglected, and then got adopted out, where he got returned. Well, not returned. It was like several years later where he was scanned at the shelter and he had been left outside the whole time. Oh, no. And his, all his hair was gone. He was in bad shape and he smelled so bad. And and I was just like, this fucking poor dog. He goes from one bad situation to the next bad situation. Someone who's supposed to have like rescued him and only puts him in another bad situation. And I thought, I don't know. I'm like, I was so fr- – I'm like, God. And luckily – I wasn't the person that adopted this dog out because I worked at this place. And that really freaked me out. It really upset me a lot. Yeah, that's why we need to have laws in place that can, you know, put like some sort of stamp on a person that says you are not allowed to own animals anymore. Thank you. 
Is that a wrap? I, I think it is a I wrap. I think it is. All yeah. right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. The autumn wind brought you my way. Saved me from sipping lonely pints all day. From the dark old corners of the elephant's head came something, not Jesus, but a geese instead. And what followed were legendary nights Pulling birds upon the sofa and dance until the morning light I cycle home upon a bat at 87 Police couldn't tell that I was twisting my melon So now we stand here drinking two Heineken's And I say something like, hush your whining I don't care what that girl said Never change for anyone, mate, never change at all Heart and soul, oh so true Diamond in the rough I've never seen somebody shine the way you do as she turns and walks away Remember my advice What I said to you That sunny summer's day Yeah Life ain't easy Things don't always go to plan Regards to the DJ You won't always be your jam Keep believing, boy Never lose the feeling, boy Head up and move your feet Y'all get to the top, just wait and take that guy, yeah, 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 Cause every dog will have his day. Things have changed now, but you're still the same. Still working in that office job up in Park Lane. Still hanging out with the woodwork men Surprising fact is they ain't nailed you in It's cause you're different And so don't complain If anything I'm jealous about the way you stay the same You're unique You're like a Harry's tweed Or an 88 bottle of you get what you see Come on, count the diamonds on your chest for once Forget about the common like the one that sacked you off Come and meet me on the bridge about 8.15 We're going high street baby, L-F-A-N-T Oi Heart and soul, so true Diamond in the rough, I've never seen somebody shine the way you do So as she turns and walks away, remember my advice What I said to you, that sunny summer's day, yeah Life ain't easy, things don't always go to plan Regards to the DJ, you won't always be your jam Keep believing, boy Never lose the feeling, boy Head up and move your feet Y'all get to the top, just wait and take it Yeah, 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 yeah Cause every dog will have his day so true a diamond in the rough I've never seen somebody shine the way you do so as she turns and walks away remember my advice what I said to you that sunny summer's day yeah life ain't easy things don't always go to plan regards to the DJ you won't always be your jam Y'all get to the top, just wait and sing Yeah, 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 yeah Cause every dog will have his day